What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 22 of Family Ties. This episode was titled Cold Storage, and it originally aired on March 7th, 1985. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, how you doing, Phil? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I am awesome as well, because there was chipmunks in this episode. Oh, this is a fun episode. Oh, I love chipmunks so much. (laughs) This is one of those episodes, I I probably have talked about this some on the show before, but when I first started to revisit Family Ties as an adult, it was on Netflix, it was back like right after we had kids. And I was, you know, looking for a show to watch while I was up late with the kids. And so I started rewatching through Family Ties, realized how much I enjoyed it, but also how crazy some of these episodes are. And so I started posting, like, little brief summaries on Facebook. This is, like, right when I first got Facebook, too. And it was the first thing that I, that you know, I was posting that was, like, pretty popular. A lot of, like, friends and family and people I didn't really know started commenting on all the stuff. And this episode... My little synopsis of this is one of my most commented and liked posts because of the insane nature of it. Ooh, what'd you say? I'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but the part that blows my mind about this episode that is the craziest thing is the conversations that Alex and Jennifer have in this episode. Interesting. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yes. We'll do a little summary and we'll talk about it, but... I know exactly where you're going with this. Yes, this is a very special episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very special episode. Do you know that Google has... So I looked up to see how many episodes were in this show, or this season, yeah. and Google has it all honked up. They say that season three, episode 20 is cold storage, and that's obviously not true. That's totally not right. I mean, because I was just on IMDb, I was looking at all this stuff, on the DVDs, this is the order that it's in. So, something's wrong with Google there, I think. Yeah. I wonder if maybe they're counting it. Remember, like, we watched a double episode in two parts? So, I wonder if they're counting it differently because of that. But we're going according to the DVD. Yep. So, they have uh, Birth of of a Keaton and Cry Baby as Season 3, Episode 17, and Episode 17 again. So, okay. So, they're they're wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're down to is, only two more episodes this season after I this. I know. This is crazy. And it's it's a two-parter. But we're going to do it like we did before. We're going to stick with what it shows on the DVD. We're going to do each part as its own episode. Yes. I like it. I think that's a great idea. Well, we are coming into holiday season eventually. We're not quite there yet. No. But there's going to be some, you know, interruption of service occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll be able to finish this season, though, before we get into the holidays. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. As we'll, long as we'll, something funky doesn't happen. <laughs> assuming, yeah. Assuming we're able to stick with our schedule, we should be able to do that. No problem. And we'll get going on other stuff. But, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and that time is going to be inconsistent. It'll be inconceivable. Keep using that word. Uh, but that's how that's how TV series are. You know, they always take a break over the holiday. So that's just where we're following the pattern there. Yep. Before we get into talking about this specific episode, I just have to do a reminder right up front. We have got our new Facebook group. 
associated. It's tied together with our Facebook page. Alex B. Keaton is my friend is the page. And you just click on the groups tab up at the top and it'll have a link to our group. If you uh, join us, we've got a lot of good conversation going on there. Julia has been sharing a lot of great stuff. and We'd love to get more conversation going as well. Yes. Wanted to give a shout out to Julia for participating in there. More, more good stuff to come. And I would like to throw myself under the bus because I have not been a good participant so far. <laughs> I do promise that I will do better. Okay. Well, you've done some, but you know, yeah. we, we'd like to see more. Right. We, wanna, we all want to hear well, more. I want to interact because there's so much cool things. And in English, that was there's so many cool things. I need to get in there and check that out. We will continue to post stuff in there. And if you, dear listeners, do write stuff in there, rest assured at least one of us will make some comments on it. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe two of us, but it might just take a little bit and of maybe. extra time. Plus, Janelle's all over in there, too. So you Yeah, know. Janelle's the best. Don't tell her I said that, though. Well, she listens to the show, so she's Oh, know. okay. Well, Janelle, you're the best. This is the show Janelle most often listens to in the shower. Or oh, that's right, because her... she has shower thoughts. That's right. So she, this is she's always got a show on, and this one she also listens to the Office Ladies. So this show and Office Ladies are her two shower shows. Is it our soothing voices? You know, help her wake up and kind of get going. It's either that or it's because I go, "Have you listened to our new show yet? You gotta listen to the new show." <laughs> <laughs> Not really. She does it on her own, and I think I think that says something because she has to hear me talk all the time, and then she chooses to hear me talk even more. Well, she does love you. That's true, and I love her. Yeah. Aww. She's my wife, in case people don't know who I'm talking about. But oh, <laughs> It'd be funny if everybody thought it was just some random girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live in the same house with her. That's how I know what she listens to in the shower. Sha-la-la-la! Is it my turn to talk about the episode this week? It is, and that's a good thing, because you're the only one that can make sense of some of the things that uh, took place. No guarantees, because this is a wild episode with all kinds of interesting things going on there. I have to tell you that when I was watching it and, I, you know, the family leaves and Mallory's sitting there, I thought, you know, the way it looked a little fuzzy around her, I was like, are we going to do like another like weird episode, like dream sequency one? I well, got yeah, excited. talking about Louisiana Purchase. Is it going to be another history one? For, yes. I was like, yep. not two times in one season. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be great. And she's out with Lewis and Clark, and they're going on the expedition. <laughs> Sacagawea. Sacagawea's along. Maybe she would be Sacagawea in it, you know? Oh. She could have done a lot with it. <laughs> yeah, they really could have. And that would have aged so well right now. Oh, yeah. It's oh. probably good that they went the direction they did. <laughs> yeah. So how did they go, Phil? Here's how it went. We start out at the beginning of the episode, and we're in the living room. Mallory is working on a report, like we said, about the Louisiana Purchase, asking for Alex's help. And Alex is not very helpful at all. Won't, won't. <laughs> in fact, we find out that the whole family is going on a trip out to visit Grandma. They're going to stop along the way for a Lamaze reunion, <laughs> which, in case you're not following, that's... The class they had to prepare for childbirth, Lamaz, the people that were in that class are going to have a reunion with them, the Keatons, after they've had their babies. Now, we went through Lamaz, like Janelle and I, you know, as, as, as parents, we did the classes and there were other people there. And I couldn't tell you who any of those people were. <laughs> no. 
and had would never have imagined getting together with them like socially afterwards. But would you have done it at one of your houses or their houses? You know, one of those kinds of things, anyways. I mean, I guess not. I, you know, to be fair, there probably weren't less opportunities to do it. You know, we did it at this place. It was in Big Bear. It's a place my mom actually started called the Mom Project, where they had, you know, childbirth classes, parenting classes, children's activities and stuff. So it was like a community center for parents and young kids. So we had a cool opportunity, but probably at that time, it, you had to host it somewhere at your house because there wasn't another place to do it. That makes sense. That being said, would I want to get together for a party with them? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody was super excited to go. Well, we saw how well it went in the end. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the family's going out to this Lamaze reunion, and they're going to go to Grandma's house afterwards. Alex and Jennifer are very excited to go because Grandma's got cable, 136 channels, Woo. which is pretty exciting. But Mallory is not going to go. She's going to stay home because she has this report to finish, which... Doesn't seem very Mallory y, but you know, she's trying to take her education a little more seriously. Yeah, she has to pass the class. She has to pass the class. And then we find out that she believed at first, and I think she picked this subject because she thought Louisiana Purchase was about shopping in Louisiana. <laughs> and she said, her report begins contrary to popular belief, the Louisiana Purchase is not about shopping in Louisiana. So. Oh, she was so sad. So the family all gets ready to go. They almost forget baby Andy, but he is not a real baby in this episode. This is Andy is completely played by a doll, as far as I could tell. Yeah. Well, and I think he only made a couple of very, very short appearances as a doll, even. So, yeah. They almost forgot to bring him. You know, they got all this stuff. Oh, I guess we better get Andy. I'll hurry him along. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, the family heads out. Mallory's left alone. And somebody shows up. Like you said, it almost seemed like it was going to go another direction. Someone's creeping in. But it's Skippy. Oh, I love Skippy. I love Skippy. We got a big Skippy episode here. And it was so good. And he's coming around, you know, trying to get Mallory's attention, get her to pay attention to him. And she wants him to go away. But she comes up with a plan that because Alex had said to Mallory, the one thing he would do to help her is leave her. His trunk of things, like, I guess it had research papers in it that she could use as a resource for her project. I'm I'm still not sure exactly how the trunk was supposed to be helpful. I got the feeling like she could go through the papers and find his paper on uh, the Louisiana Uh, Purchase and maybe copy or... Okay, okay. That's just the feeling I got, but I could be wrong on that, too. That makes sense. I was just confused because I didn't understand what going through his trunk was going to do for her report. But that probably makes sense. So she's trying to get rid of Skippy, but finally she says, well, look, I've got to get this trunk out. It's down in the basement. It's dirty. There's cobwebs. It's really heavy. I need you to pull it out, and then you're going to go away right away. (laughs) He's like, wonderful. Oh, thank you, Mallory. I'm so excited. So they go down into the basement. And they find the trunk down there and they start to go back out and they realize that the doors have locked behind them and they're locked in the basements. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, the family arrives at one of the other Lamaze couple's houses and they come in. Immediately, Alex finds out that the family has cable. And he's like, oh, this is great. You know, they're, Alex and Jennifer want to go off and do something so the parents can talk. And he's like, yeah, I'll show you to the, the cable. And he says, 
Alex, I forgot what channel it was, but Alex asked him if he has a certain channel. And this is really what happens in this episode. This is the part that I wrote about on Facebook. <laughs> the guy's like, oh, you mean the Playboy channel? Yes, of course I have that. And Alex is like, oh, oh really? Is that what it is? Oh, I thought it was, uh, you know, I think he said news channel or something. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he's like, oh, come right this way. And Alex and Jennifer start arguing because Jennifer wants to watch a hockey game. Alex wants to watch illicit television, and they actually have an argument in front of their parents and the stranger whose house they're at. And Mallory, I mean, Jennifer, who is 13, is having to argue with her now adult brother that he wants to watch, you know, inappropriate show with her in the room. Right? This is crazy. How is this like a conversation that's even happening? What would and the parents were just like, okay, you know, crazy kids. <laughs> yeah, you cut that out. Stop arguing. Not like Alex, like that's wildly inappropriate. Are you serious right, right now? Oh, so gross. And then we find out later, and I'm jumping around a little bit, but just on the same theme. Later on, they come back out and they're arguing again. And Jennifer says she was watching the the game, and then Alex switched it over to the channel again, to the Playboy channel again. And Alex is like, "Oh no, I w- just wanted to watch our our government." I think he said it was like the local Congress in action. And she's like, "I've never seen the the congressman be naked before on TV." And he's like, "Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> God I bless can't." America. God bless. This is shocking to me that not only was this so on like primetime TV, but that that was a plot line they thought was like a reasonable conversation for a, an adult college student to have with his like 13 year old sister in front That's of strangers at their house. So gross. Yeah. It is bizarre. So, it's so bizarre. So gross. So weird. And yeah, that was kind that of was... it that happened with that. Just a weird, like, little B story. And then Jennifer and Alex, for the most part, disappear the rest of the episode, off fighting in the back room, you know. Yeah, well, thank goodness, because if that's what they're coming up with, we don't know that. No. That was just <laughs> such a weird I don't know who I don't know who pitched that in like the writers meeting or whatever, but that was that was a weird choice. Yeah, I'm sure it was like, oh, what's something that a you know a college boy would want to watch? And it's like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. And then yeah. they're like, Well, let's let's have him watch that with his sister because that's not weird because <laughs> that's totally fine yeah uh, i'm sure that happens all over the nation well back with mallory and skippy in the basement now this is kind of exciting because this is the first time we've ever gotten a glimpse into the keaton's basement before yeah who knew and they even had one i had no idea apparently i think it's one of those ones that has like the external doors that are like you know kind of at an angle like horizontal but kind oh, of like angled yeah. up a little bit with yeah, a yeah. flap outside, you know? Like, we don't have those in California, really? No, no, no. They only have those in, like, Arachnophobia and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Twister. Yeah, exactly. Movies. That's where I know yeah. them from. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> they don't show from the outside, but the way that they kind of, you know, look from the inside, I'm guessing that's what we're looking at there. Yeah. So they're stuck in there. It's cold. They're hungry. Um <laughs> Mallory's worried that they're not going to have anything to eat. And Skippy says, like, oh, don't worry. I've, <laughs> I've got food. And he pulls out a cup of soup packet. A package <laughs> of cup of soup is what he calls it. And she's like, where's the cup? And he pulls out a little, like, collapsible cup. And then she's like, well, where's the hot water? And then he realizes they have a hot water heater down there. <laughs> so he starts to go. And, I mean, I realize, like, some hot water heaters have, like, a little faucet on it. But... He was like digging into the inside of it and then broke it yeah. somehow and flipped. like where the pilot light would be and and somehow that flipped the the fuse. 
Yeah, and then he he thought it would be fixed by the fuse, and I'm like, what? I guess if it was an electric one and it popped a fuse, there was a chance for that. I guess. I'm glad that didn't make any more sense to you because I don't know that much about like household things, but that sounded like what? How does a hot water heater? Because like, ours is entirely gas. Like there's no outlet. Well, you don't plug it in, right? And I think that one was gas too because I don't the electric ones. You wouldn't take all that stuff off in order to get to the pilot light to light it, unless it right. was gas, not electric. That's what I thought. Thank you for confirming that. Yeah, it was weird. I did do something handy this week on a very brief side note. Ooh, what'd you do? I have to give you updates. So we have two toilets in the house. If you listen to Mandarian Orange Show, my other show, you know that I've had a big, long you know, journey with fixing that one. But the other toilet oh, that no. had not needed to be fixed, it's had a thing for a while where the little chain you know, that pulls up it would like slip off the handle because the hook was like kind of bent out of shape and I'd try to bend it back in shape, but occasionally it would like fall off yep. and then you'd have to like open it up and rehook it on there, right? Yeah, because it wouldn't flush, yeah. Because it won't flush. And sometimes it would even like fall off and get caught under the flapper and then it's like just draining water out, you know? Oh. So that's no good. Yeah. So I had gotten a little package of stuff to fix the other toilet and there was like a... You know, the whole unit came with all the stuff, and there was a flapper that was the wrong size, and I had to buy a separate flapper. Mm-hmm. But I had this flapper that didn't fit, but it had the correct, like, it had a chain with a, like, really nice hook thing that would attach on without flipping off. So I took the chain and the hook off of the old, fl- or the new flapper, and put it into the old flapper that was falling loose, and now it totally worked. Nice. Turns out you're yes. off the chain. I am off the chain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fix things now sometimes. Dude, you're like full on Mr. Fix-It. You're like Felix I Fix-It. I, I I couldn't even believe it myself. I was about to throw it away, and I'm like, wait, I think I can use these parts. And right? I did it. Then you end up finding <sighs> things that you've had for like 22 years, and you're like, oh, gee, I wonder what this was for. Yeah. Oh, there's. I guarantee you there's things all over this house that I probably have the parts for, and I should have fixed, and I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm getting there. Yes, that's awesome. Congratulations. And because of that, I was able to analyze the scene with Skippy a little bit and go, hmm, that doesn't quite add up. (laughs) I've got two and I've got two and he's making it seven. Regardless, they're having all kinds of trouble. They blow the fuse, then Skippy's messing with the fuse box and then the lights go out. Eventually, Mallory's actually able to figure out how to get it back on by (laughs) switching out a different fuse and putting it in there so they can have light. (laughs) But there's, like, nothing is going right because then they're trying to figure out how to get out. The only way out besides the door is a window that's nailed shut. But Skippy's able to get it to pop open. And then a bunch of snow falls in because it's snowy outside. And then he can't get it to close again. Now they're going to be freezing cold. And then we're going to jump back over to the family at the party. We got a good, like, A-B story that jumps back and forth quite a bit in this episode. So back at the party... Exactly as we predicted, Lamaze reunion is a terrible idea. We have two couples that are there that are that were in the old the last episode about the Lamaze class, mm-hmm. and nobody has anything in common. They're sitting around, and it's one of those great awkward cringe like, uh, so <laughs> we were just talking on the way over here about how we don't really know you guys that well. I mean, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Stephen did not want to come to this in the first place, you know. No, no, and. 
it's such an awkward moment. And then one of the guys, one of the, the guys in the other couples says, oh, how did, what do you guys think about that recent election? And then, like, they start having a political argument, and it's, like, even more awkward. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so it, bad. <laughs> yeah, and then that died really quickly. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, you don't talk religion and politics in a, a group that uh, you want to have a good conversation with. Yeah, especially that you really don't know very well at all, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess even Elise are jumped in and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, who'd vote for that guy? And, right. And, and the other guy's like, oh, we really uh, thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the original guy who asked the question was like, oh, I don't really follow politics. I was just trying to get a conversation started. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing an icebreaker. <laughs> so then we leave the awkwardness of that and we go back over to Mallory and Skippy. And they have found, because they were cold, Skippy realizes, like, oh, there's probably some clothes in here. And he finds some clothing. I think he found it in the trunk, but it kind of cut away. So I don't know if they got it out of there, if they found it elsewhere. But one way or another, when we come back, Skippy and Mallory are wearing the most ridiculous and awesome giant chipmunk outfits. <laughs> These costumes from Halloween past, and they are fantastic. <laughs> yes. And I like that when they went back to them, they were kind of hiding behind the trunk lid, and then they stand uh-huh. up together. And they're, and they're wearing, wearing those outfits. Oh. And it's so good. They did look warm, so it was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Alex's trunk is like Mary Poppins' uh, carpet bag. It is. So much stuff in there. <laughs> and it's like a weird little stubby trunk, too. I, I <laughs> yes. feel like it was just like a leftover prop box that they had, and they kind of made it into a trunk. Cause yep. They just paint an APK on the side, and it's like, oh, Alex would have done that. It's definitely him. He's got the monogram. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I like that Mallory explains to, to Skippy, he's like, why do you guys have chipmunk outfits in here? And she's like, oh, they were for Halloween. And he's like, I'm glad your parents didn't go with nudists. <laughs> <laughs> that costume doesn't take up a lot of space. No. Oh. <laughs> in fact, it could have been in that uh, very same box. That we <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> well, I mean, based on Alex's conversation with Jennifer, maybe that's what they were, where they're going with that. Oh. So they continue going through the trunk and they find, Skippy finds a report that Alex did when he was, uh, I think it was when he was six years old, about going to the zoo. And I loved this. This is so great because it's, you know, written kind of like a six-year-old, but it says, like, we went to the zoo. I cost 50 cents to get in because I'm a minor. My parents cost a dollar because they're majors. (laughs) One day I want to to own the zoo so I can charge people $2 to get in. No discount. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally an Alex thing to say. Yes. Oh, so great. Even uh, fake young Alex at age six is the best. Yes. Yes, he is. That's why he's our friend because that's just (laughs) good stuff. Love it. So Mallory and Skippy are sitting around, and Skippy shows her one other thing he found in the chest, and it's a picture from her birthday party when she was, I think, seven. I think it was seven-year-old birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he's there, and the family's all around, and he's standing in the corner, and he's over there, and Mallory's sticking her tongue out at him in the picture. <laughs> and um, he's like, see, we've always been around together. And they have, like, seriously, like, one of the sweetest, like, conversations yeah. in an episode full of ridiculousness and outright like nonsense this conversation was so great and they just talk about you know skippy you know often feels like an outcast and mallory shares about how sometimes she feels that way too and 
you know, she thinks that she says she thinks of Skippy as like an honorary family member. And she's like, you're super irritating when you're around. But when you're not here, I do kind of miss you. And he's like, oh, he said, so he's so excited. Right. And then he is like, says the sweetest stuff for her when she's like, yeah, I feel like I don't fit in. And, you know, everyone has like their thing. And I don't know what my thing is. And he's like, you're the most special person in the world. And like, I think Mallory genuinely starts to appreciate him. And they end the conversation and she leans over and give Skippy a kiss on the cheek. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. I, I this is thought huge. for a second that was the first one, but I remembered when they saw him at that restaurant that time when Alex and Skippy both were vying for the same girl. Yes, and she, I, I can't remember exactly how she, but she, in order to like make him not feel bad, she gave him a kiss real quick, and he was very excited. Yes. Oh, but that was more of a so scheme sweet. than like genuine, you know, this was like a genuine, like, oh, I really am connecting with you. Yeah. And it was so sweet. We're having an actual human moment. And then he says, Mallory, because of this kiss, I shall never wash my face again. And she says, then you'll never be kissed again. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see the look on his face. He's like, okay, I'm going to wash that. I'll wash it then. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) So eventually they uh, wind up falling asleep down in the basement in their chipmunk suits. And the next morning the family comes in and they find them downstairs asleep, like cuddled up in chipmunk suits on the floor in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, let's try to imagine the sequence of events that led them to this point. (laughs) Alex is all, no. I'd I'd rather not, yeah. (laughs) So they wake him up and they find out about what happened, you know, their their whole journey. And then they realize, oh, no, we've gotten locked in, too. Dad, you closed the door behind us? And he's like, oh, it's no problem. You just do this. And he flips a little latch or something and the door's open. And they they realize they could have been out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the paper still never got done. That's right. She didn't she didn't do her report on Louisiana purchase. Nope. Everyone returns up out of the basement and the last shot we have is Mallory and Skippy and they put their armor around each other and they walk up the stairs together in their chipmunk suits. Oh. So cute. It's a roller coaster of an episode from ridiculous and Gross to like one of the sweetest moments on the show. Right? Oh, it was beautiful and touching. <laughs> and then there was the Mallory and Skippy part two. <laughs> Want wah. Sha la la la. So I'm sure like, you know, you've gotten dragged into some different things, you know, like places you didn't want to go, parties you didn't want to go to, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. But, I feel like the Lamaze reunion would have been one of the worst. Would have been right up there with, like, the top. They have nothing in common outside of they each were giving birth at the same, around the same time. Like, that's it. And they all learned how to breathe together. I mean, at least, like, if you go to a work party, even if you don't, like, really want to be there, you all have work stuff to talk about. The Fitzgerald account, you know? Those TPS reports. Or, you know, you're at a wedding and you can talk about, oh, how do you know the couple? Oh, okay, I know them this way. Like, there's always something, but they have nothing. They have nothing to talk about. Nothing. They don't even live close to each other. No, they stopped by on their way to grandma's house. Yeah, and then the other couple, it was like, oh, well, we could go, you know, pick up the baby and get back. And, you know, it would only take us two, two hours. Also, if they live an hour away... I mean, I'm, you know, triangulating with where the Keatons live because they're traveling out to Grandma's house. And yet, those people all came to their house for the Lamaze class. So, yes. are there really that few Lamaze opportunities out of all of Ohio? Maybe in central Ohio, there's not a lot. But, you know, you get closer to Chicago, then you're fine. 
Oh, that'd be Illinois. So no, there's probably a lot <laughs> well, they of could opportunities. Be, they could be state. closer to Chicago on like the northwest. Columbus, you know, Dayton, oh, Toledo, Cincinnati, oh. any one of those. Yeah, oh, Cincinnati just sounds like uh, red hot cinnamon. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, Do you remember red hot candies, like the little oh. tiny red candies? Yes. I used to love those. I feel like I don't ever see those anymore. Do those still exist? Oh, I'm sure they do. It's probably like at one of those old school candy shops now. Oh, those used to be like one of my favorite things. That are like fireballs, like the jawbreakers that were oh, real yeah. hot. Do you remember the uh, Jolly Ranchers used to make the cinnamon sticks? Yes. And they were the flat ones. And I told my kids about those the other day. And they're like, no, Jolly Ranchers are just those little rectangle things. And I'm like, no, no, no. They used to come in sticks. Those were like the little ones you put in the, the like Halloween bags. Cause yeah. They couldn't, you don't want to put a full bar. Like, those are just the fun size ones. Yeah. And then you would, like, you know, with your just, like, you know, sucking on it kind of thing, you would make it into the sharpest point you could. That's right. And you got a little shiv, a little candy shiv. <laughs> yeah. Those things, I mean, they literally banned those at our school in junior high because people were, like, sharpening them and poking people with them. So, really? That's how, but yes, this was a thing. Well, I remember that we would all sharpen them too. And we would all, like, make fun and say, oh, you know, Who's is the sharpest, but then we would just keep eating them because, you know. I guess you had more self-control. Well, we weren't giving away candy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not giving away waste of good candy. That's probably true. It's probably just adults being paranoid that that's what we were going to do. Kind of like Tide Pods. Like, do kids ever actually eat Tide Pods, or is that just a thing adults said kids were going to do? Oh. I'm not convinced. Like, maybe a couple of kids did it, and then they were like, oh, my gosh, everybody's going to do it. And they were like, shut it down, shut it down. Yeah, yeah. Unplug the internet. Trust me. No, nobody's really doing that. No one actually wants to do that. Well, I just, I feel like you put that thing in your mouth, and it's not going to take long for it to taste terrible. And then you spit it out. Yeah. It's not like you're going to chew it and swallow it. Oh, I love Jolly Ranchers, actually, though. Oh. Peach and raspberry are my two favorite of all time. Okay, so riddle me this, Batman. Did you ever used to take Kool-Aid, like the dry packets of Kool-Aid? And then okay. we used to have New York seltzers that they would sell at our school. And we yes. would take the powder Kool-Aid, and then you would drop some of the liquid of the New York seltzer into it. You would roll it into like a little ball, and you would eat it. Whoa, that is, no, I had never heard of that. Oh, it was amazing. So that good because it's amazing. concentrated Kool-Aid. You know, New York seltzers went away here in California for like a long time until recently. They are back now. Yes. Uh, and they're delicious. Mm. Heidi got me a bunch and she got me powdered Kool-Aid, a bunch of different <laughs> flavors. And I was so excited. And, you know, I'm showing the kids and, you know, I just I made the little ball and I pop it in my mouth. It was disgusting. <laughs> They've changed Kool-Aid so much now that it doesn't taste the same, I think. That's the only solution I could come up with. Well, don't they like I think they probably have less sugar in it now to be, you know, more quote healthy. Yeah. That's I my don't guess. know if that's what it is or what, but it was terrible. I couldn't get it out of my mouth fast enough. Oh, that's so sad after you built it all up that it was gonna be so great. Right? And the kids are like, Oh, okay, well, we don't want to try that. It looks disgusting, you know, because you're over there like, you know, crying because it's so terrible. <laughs> right. Just so, get them a lick of made. It's the same yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I should get the powder from that and the Kool-Aid. Because that is just sugar. <laughs> oh yeah. That's perfect too. I love New York seltzers. Sha-la-la-la. We did have four guest stars in this episode, but Keith, they're all repeats that we had just recently. Yes. The only f- episodes that they were all in was the Odonna episode and this one. That's it. And that looks like it was episode 13 of the season. 
Yeah, so not not too far back. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through their filmographies, but I'll just once again give a shout out to the actors who portrayed each one. We had Leonard, played by Jack Blessing. He was one of the host couple there. Marge was played by Carlene Crockett. That was the other. That was his wife that hosted the party. Larry, played by David Pamer. That's the one who uh, showed up from an hour <laughs> away without their baby. Right. And his wife, Susie Harris, played by Julie Fulton. That's that's it. That's all we got. The only two episodes any of them were in were those two episodes. So no more Lamaze reunions. <laughs> no. Well, I guess that's it, you know? <laughs> Shoot. So they're not going to have another baby in, like, season five? Nah. Well, if they do, they're not going to meet with these people. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I was looking up to see when the Odonna episode was. And obviously, you know, I already mentioned when. But then the episode right before that was Alex Zero, Karen Two. And it made me remember Gina Davis. Oh, Karen. That I was a fun Karen. little short yeah. arc there. Oh. We have more good guest stars coming up. So fear not. There's going to be a lot of good people on the show still. But not Gina Davis. So probably since we do have some outside of the United States listeners, I fear we should very briefly mention what was the Louisiana purchase. We know it's not a shopping in Louisiana type of thing. So what was the Louisiana purchase? Well, it was a land purchase from France. That's right. And it happened to be in the southern part of the United States. But it also like took up a large part of the western part of the United States. It started in Louisiana and ended up, well, I don't have a map in front of me, but a large chunk that was, you know, largely unexplored outside of the native population. So we gained, I, I can't remember the exact number, but we almost doubled the size of the United States in that one purchase. Isn't it so crazy that, like, you know, England had sent their people and then France at some point? Like, I don't remember from history, like... Oh, yeah, France came over in, you know, not 1492 when Columbus sailed, but, you know, not when the pilgrims came. So when did France come and say, oh, hey, this is going to be for us right here, this little piece right here, we're going to take this? Well, they also were up in Canada quite a bit, which is why we still have, you know, Quebec and Montreal, the French-speaking part of Canada. And it's why in Louisiana, there's still a large population that speaks French or Cajun, which is, you know, kind of a variation on french do you know that in canada they still have money that has the queen of england on it i don't have my history book in front of me but they is a very recent development that they completely separated from england they were still like part of the commonwealth of england uh, you know of the united kingdom i i don't know i, I know that in pretty recent times there was more separation I, I don't know the exact details but they were yeah very very closely tied to england until pretty recently that just it kind of continue to blows my mind that you know yeah. some of these things that you know like Canada's always just been Canada in my mind and they kind of run their own show and then obviously like I know there's the French portion of Canada but I don't they're not aligned with France it's just that they speak French and then they also speak English surprisingly because we went to Quebec and Montreal traveled throughout the the province of Quebec quite a bit and. There's a lot of people that do not speak English at all. In fact, because we were like, oh, you know, they probably speak French and English and it's cool. And it was like challenging to communicate, actually, because Janelle's the only one of us that speaks any French and hers is very, very limited. <laughs> like just to order a hamburger at a restaurant required like miming. Like it was really? not easy to communicate. Yeah. So hmm. it's much more French than you think. Everything is written in French. 
Everyone speaks French. It's very French. Now that you said that, it makes me remember that, yeah, I mean, we had guides with us for the most part, but when we didn't have guides, I would just Google things that I wanted to say on my phone, and then I would say it to people until like I found the subterranean stations and that kind of stuff, because we wanted to see the underground. It's very, like, you know, once we knew that that was the situation, we were able to get translation stuff going, and, you know, we were we made it okay, but we were just shocked, because I just assumed that they were going to speak English as well, because that's, you know, how egocentric we are as Americans, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> of course I mean, they're going to speak my language, you know. <laughs> they don't cater to me? Silly. Even, like, just crossing at the border, because we crossed into Quebec, and he started out, like, asking about the customs or whatever in French, and I was like, oh, we we only speak English, I'm sorry. And he, like, seriously gave me, like, side eye roll. Like, it was... You know, oh, okay, for Americans, here we go. And then he, like, repeated all the stuff. But it was very much like, what are you even coming in here for? It was like, oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think as Americans, we're kind of silly because most other countries, like, they continue to learn multiple languages. Yeah. And we're so bad at that here. Let's not forget that our dear listener, Julia, in Germany is also like listening to her shows dubbed in German or, you know, reading the subtitles. Like she's at least got two languages that she's fluent in. I have 1.3. <laughs> I'm going to call it. I think I'm about a third fluent in Spanish. I can read Spanish pretty well. Oh, all right. That's pretty good. And I can write it. Okay. I can understand it. Like if it's being spoken, like, okay, mm -hmm. I can get the gist of things. And I'm very hesitant to speak it because that's the hardest. So unless I'm trying to say something that's horribly inappropriate in Spanish, I have to go slow. <laughs> but I can I can speak it. I I can kind of read it. I can get my point across for the most part. Aiden actually is way more fluent in Spanish and he's way more practiced than I am. Well, it's funny how fast it falls off because when I was in like my senior year, I took four years of Spanish in high school. I felt like pretty good we went to spain on a trip you know with my spanish class and i was talking to waiters and stuff and then i kind of stopped practicing it for the most part aside from casually and now i'm yep. like i don't know i don't feel like very comfortable anymore <laughs> <laughs> no you're like um am i conjugating that properly which is why i can read it pretty well you know as opposed to speaking it because i know the words i just can't come up with it on my own i don't know so we do need we need to find out Julia, do you speak any other languages? Because we already know that you've got at least two. So are there others Oof. we would like to know? Yeah. Because we're already feeling like maybe we don't know as many languages as you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can guarantee that. Oh, yeah, we definitely don't. <laughs> you said you're at 1.3. I'm probably, you know, 1.1. <laughs> so, <laughs> and do I really understand English? I don't know. <laughs> yeah my, i actually have 0. 0.4 of spanish it's just 0. 0.9 of english so. <laughs> okay <laughs> well played -la -la -la. so were there any um other good jokes or gags in this episode we need to go over one of my favorites was when uh, elise and steven were at the lamaz reunion and she's talking to the first couple and they've got twins louie and um lois <laughs> Which were real babies. Yes, they were 100% real babies. And Elise goes, boy, I don't know what I would do if I had twins. And the audience just goes, 
crazy laughing. And it's because she had twins in real life. And that That's just made right. me laugh because she knows exactly what it's like she, to have twins. Yep. And the audience knew what she was saying. That was great. Yeah. That, that was, was really good. One of my favorite uh, like gags in between, you know? Very meta. Yep. And then Skippy is just amazing. Like <laughs> when he's trying to get out and he's like trying to bash the door down and he's just like, oh, I felt something give that time. It might have been my shoulder. <laughs> and Mallory's like, oh, don't let that stop you. Keep going. <laughs> Oh. He's such a good character. And I love the way that they play off each other, too. Yes. Like, their relationship is so fun. <laughs> then he's got his old Cub Scout injury. <laughs> his ankle hurts. He's going to need an ankle transplant. Okay, that is a real thing, though. Can I just say for a second? I actually have an old Cub Scout injury. Really? Yes. So I was not in Cub Scouts for very long. I did Cub Scouts, and I did, like... A couple months of Weeblos, and I was out after that, right? Uh-huh. But for a little bit of Cub Scouts, and, you know, you have to do all these different things to earn badges. And so to get, like, a physical fitness badge, there was all these different little activities you had to do. And so I was trying to, like, get a badge. And one of the things, the little thing, you have to check off, you know, five out of the ten things in order to earn the badge, right? So I was trying to find ones I could do. Yeah. One of them was, it was called the Frog Stand. And it's basically, you have to be able to do this pose. I mean, it would be like a yoga pose, except it's not relaxing in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) But you put your hands down on the ground, and then you kind of like, you crouch down, and then you lift your feet up, and you kind of like, like put your feet on your elbows and like balance in this. Does that make sense? If you can kind of picture. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so you look like a frog, right? This is what it is. So you're balancing your entire body on your hands. Yes. So I was over at a friend's house who also happened to be in Cub Scouts and we were doing stuff and they had like a real tile kitchen floor, you know, it's a very hard floor mm-hmm. and I was on the kitchen floor and we were practicing it and I slipped and I hit my knee really hard on the tile on the floor at just the right angle and it actually popped my kneecap oh. and like dislocated it and like it was over on the side of my knee. It was completely dislocated. And I had to go to the emergency room and wound up not having to have surgery, but they like, you know, relocated it. If you dislocate it, I guess you relocate it. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever they did, they put it back in place. Yeah, you put it in the witness (laughs) protection program, the whole nine. That's right. (laughs) And so I had to have like a leg brace for, I don't remember how long. I had to walk around with crutches and go to physical therapy. And I have like an old man bad knee. Like it's not always bad, but in certain times of the year, certain weather, if I like step on it just wrong, like, oh, my bad knee is hurting me. Like I have an old man bad knee and I've always, it's always been that way. Like it's even when I was in college. Oh, so you knew when the thunderstorm was coming yesterday. Yeah. I feel it in there, you know, deep in my bones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I have a Cub Scout injury. It's a real pain in the knee. Well, it wasn't a wee below injury though. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was not a wee below injury. <laughs> it was a wee below my thigh, right there at the knee. Yeah, <laughs> right, but right above your shin. <laughs> right above the shin, yes, right, uh, right in there. Just a wee it's below. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Skippy's the best, though. And then he had to leave a party early because he ate a party favor. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, we've had so many good times. <laughs> <laughs> so much water under the bridge. Uh, what party favor did he eat? I, I don't know. That a was, blower, I like to imagine. Maybe. Yeah, the one that goes. 
Yeah, something you put in your mouth and then you swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I liked when they were cold and they were trying to do, you know, exercises to keep warm and they started doing jumping jacks. Did you notice, like, neither of them really knew how to do a jumping jack at all? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Skippy was trying to, like, get in sync with her the whole time. So he was, like, doing his arms and legs at all weird timing and stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> he looked like a giant X all the time. I mean, it kind of makes you want them to, to wind up together, you know? Right. Gosh, I wonder what happens. I bet they do. I bet they get together. All I know is that Nick comes into the picture at some point, and I do love Nick, so I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough balance between Nick and Skippy. Well, and, you know, because, I mean, he's only in, like, 61 episodes, and I feel like we're burning Skippy at an alarming pace. But we only have, you know, four more seasons. Four more seasons, though, is almost 100 episodes. But you could also look at it as, what did you say, we have 60 more Skippies? How many more? Uh, There was six. I thought... I thought you had mentioned that there was like 60 or 61 Skippies total. And we I feel like we've already burned like 15 or 20. Well, even if there's still only 40 left, that's 10 per season. That's still a lot of Skippy. Yeah, that's true. Okay, good. I like it when you put it in perspective like that. There you go. Yeah, you just got you can use the numbers and move it around to make it sound good. So. Okay. Phew. <laughs> yeah, it's good accounting there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that works. Sha la la la. When Skippy was trying to fix the fuse box, and he's like, okay, I've almost got this figured out. I only need one more thing. And Mallory's like, what? And he's like, an electrician. (laughs) (laughs) An electrician. (laughs) Handy the Handleman, or what was his name? Yeah, Handy Handleman. Yeah. And then she's like, good job, Handy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I don't think he fixed one thing. So that's yet another good nickname for Skippy. Handy Handleman, right along with Skipford. <laughs> Skipford. <laughs> Which is, I think, still my favorite. But His new uh, business, Skipford and Sons. I also noticed, this is not really a joke, but just they had a whole crate of records down in their basements. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I'm surprised that they just would keep their records down in a musty old basement. You know, that's not hmm. really a good place to store them. No, I feel like it would get wet there, too. Yeah, definitely. You get some damage there on the jackets, if nothing else. There was a lot of rope tied up in loops and dangling around. A lot of good basement observation. If you, I, I paused several times to kind of see what was going on in there. <laughs> they had a good, an old lunchbox, which I never could identify, but it was definitely like an old TV show lunchbox. You know, one of those metal ones that would open up and had a thermos and stuff with it. Yeah, yep. but I couldn't tell exactly what it was from. Did you ever have those as a kid? I did. Yeah, I mean, nice. I don't. I I don't have the ones from when I was a kid anymore. I have actually a couple of more modern lunch boxes now that are like the old metal ones, but they were made like when I was in high school or in college or whatever. You mm. know? Yeah, yeah. So like the nineties, so, early two thousands kind of time. Yeah. So like I have yeah. a Superman one and a Legend of Zelda one, you know, so more a little more modern like that, but Yeah. I I did have some as a kid. I don't remember which ones though. I had Charlie Brown, and that kind of reflects back on my life, you know? Like, you know, was I just that sad kid that never could kick a football? Or, <laughs> like, what did I identify with Charlie Brown as, like, a five- or six-year-old? Or you were the plucky hero that ties the whole gang together. <laughs> or I just was that uh, loner kid that only had a friend that was a dog. <laughs> but I didn't even have a dog. But he was a faithful friend. <laughs> <laughs> so faithful he wasn't even there. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that makes me laugh, though. Sha-la-la-la! Well, was there a moral to this episode? 
So, you know me, I always have to come up with something. So I sat there and it took me a minute to really think about it. But I decided that my moral was going to be tied to the Skippy Mallory part of it. And it's sometimes the people in our life that we take for granted are exactly the ones that we need the most and at just the right time. That's good. That, I mean, that really is the lesson that we learned from it. it was, I'm so glad that Mallory saw it. Yeah, she was able to identify. and Because she can be shallow at times. But she also recognizes that Skippy is, you know, maybe someone she cares about. Yep. And maybe they're not going to get together because she did say, like, she thinks of him as part of the family, which, you know. But still, at least she recognizes his value. And I think that was really special. Yeah, I think so, too. And Skippy's awesome, so she should love him. That's right. Even if it's just like a family member. Now, my moral of the story came from the other side of it. And that was <laughs> pay the attention <laughs> to your children and what they're watching. Yes. This is a good message for the YouTube generation. Don't just leave your kids unsupervised. Be involved with them. That's the thing. It's not so much about you know, like bossing them around or limiting them, but be involved and be aware of what your kids are doing because then you might wind up having them have that kind of conversation at a stranger's house. And that's an embarrassing conversation to have to have, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, you might call it YouTube. I call it YT because, you know, I just like to abbreviate <laughs> it. That's right. Just like good Tina Yothers YouTube. T-Y-Y-T. T-Y-Y-T. Pretty young thing. Well... I would like to say T-Y-Y-T to our listeners, which is thank you, you troopers, for hanging in there with us this episode. <laughs> Are you going to say T-T-Y-L? Yes, T-T-Y-L and T-Y-Y-T. I think that sums it up, right? <laughs> Everyone knows what we're talking about now. Yeah, we brought everybody right up to speed. Yep. Okay, good. We're all on the same page. All right. We'll see you real soon. <laughs> Thank you, Keith, for hosting with me once again. It's always uh, a blast. It is. Always it's always blast. so much fun. Thank you, as always, for having me. Thank you, dear listeners, for joining us once again. We love having you guys along with us. Please drop us a line. Write us an email at friend at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on our Facebook page. And please join our group while you're at it. And we'll have a lot of fun over there as well. Keith, we've got two episodes left. I know. I'm already pretty sad that the season's almost over. Oh, but I'm so excited for what comes next. The season was probably my favorite season so far. It really like hit its stride. There's a lot of good episodes. Yeah. I mean, we go right from gambling to Little Man on Campus. I'm just like, oh, Keaton and Son, remember that episode? Fabric Smarts. Great season. And then that episode that I had no idea what it was, and you had to tell me it was Rooms Ocean View. Four Rooms Ocean View. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Well, next week we'll be doing part one of two of a two-parter that'll close out the season. So I'm very excited for that. Oh, I can't wait. What, can't what's wait. the cliffhanger that they're going to close this out on? I don't know, but it's going to be good, and we'll probably never hear the end of it. So. No, or see it either. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, we will see you on our next episode. Thank you, Keith, once again. Well, T-Y-Y-T. And we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, 